Well, good morning. Um, I'm not Blake Jennings, if that's not obvious to you. My name is Jared Perry. I am the assistant youth pastor here at Grace Bible Church, which means I oversee our 7th and through 12th grade ministry. At 9.15, we have a service, so if you've been disrupted, that was probably us. Um, I got hit in the face with a dodgeball before the 9.15 service, so that's what we do. But uh, my wonderful wife, Abby, and my two sons, Owen and Gabe, uh, are also um, so thankful to be here at Grace. Uh, we love being here. So uh, we are continuing our study in Proverbs this morning. If you have your Bibles, I would love for you to turn to Proverbs chapter 22, we're going to look at verse 20. Because this morning we're talking about truth and the importance of truth and truthful words. And so we're going to dive in in chapter 22 and look at what Solomon has to say to his son. So chapter 22, verse 20 says this, Have I not written to you 30 sayings of counsel and knowledge to make you know what is right and true? that you may give a true answer to those who sent you. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for this morning, for this opportunity that we have to come and study your word, to know you more, and to learn more about truth and what you say about it in your scripture. I pray that this morning that you would move in our hearts and our minds, that this would be a time in which we wouldn't take what seems like a simple topic and just lose focus, but that you would help us to be able to reshape our thinking. And so I ask that you take a second and pray that for yourself. Ask that God would allow you to have a soft heart that's open to his truth this morning. Pray that also for those around you. If you know their name, please use their name, but pray that God would move and speak to them as well. And that the truths of this morning would be able to, to penetrate their hearts. And finally, pray for me. Uh, pray that I would be able to be clear, but ultimately that these would not be my words, but that this would be the Spirit moving and working through me. And Father, we ask these things in your Son's name by the power of your Spirit. Amen. So my freshman year of college, Facebook was really beginning to get off the ground, which I know dates me a little bit, but it's okay. I'm comfortable with that. It was still a situation where you could only get on if you had a college email address. Uh, And so you would kind of get to know other people from your university and not necessarily look at posts from your grandmother or your 13-year-old cousin. No offense, guys. I'm glad you're here. Um, But It was different back then, and me and my buddy Ryan, who I'd gone close with my freshman year, decided, hey, let's switch profile pictures. That'll be funny, and our friends will get a kick out of it. And so that summer, uh, we decided to make that change because we thought it would be hilarious. Now, I should tell you that at this point in my life, I thought that a good idea for me was to grow a goatee and to have my hair short and spiky, and that is nothing against any of you out there that are like that. It wasn't working for me so much, all right? So that was the picture I gave Ryan. Ryan sent me this photo to put up of him on a lifeguard stand, blonde hair, tan, aviator sunglasses, doing this really cool point thing. And I was going, this is, bro, you got the raw end of this deal. So (laughs) we changed Facebook photos and it was funny when our friends first saw it and they would laugh and have a good time. And 
that went on. And then right before school started, I got a Facebook message from a girl. Now, my wife has done a lot of work on me. And so I should go ahead and tell you, I didn't and don't get Facebook messages from girls. That doesn't happen regularly, um, despite all the things and efforts that she has made. Um, But I got this message and immediately I knew, oh my gosh, she thinks I'm Ryan. She thinks I'm the guy in my Facebook profile picture because of course. And so I call Ryan and I'm going, all right, man, what do we need to do? Do we want to Cyrano to Bergerac this thing? And I need to, you know, act like I'm you and we can try and set you guys up. I don't really know. Or he's trying to tell me, oh man, I'm sure she just read your profile and just thought you were a great guy. (laughs) Come on, bro. Come on. But she had asked, you know, just about, you know, the university and talking about organizations and stuff like that. And so I was going, okay, we just, we got to be upfront. We got to be honest. And so I sent her a message back and was like, hey, you know, I'd, I'd love to chat. I'd, you know, be willing to share about classes or professors or uh, organizations or anything like that. And oh, by the way, that's not me in my profile picture. My buddy and I thought it'd be funny. You know, girls are into a sense of humor or something like that, right? Um, Never heard from her again. <laughs> Never once. I saw her on campus one time and I turned and rocked the other way and then thought, she has no idea that it's me. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this. But I was so embarrassed because ultimately the truth was the key in that moment. This girl had written me this message thinking that I was who I presented myself to be and I was not. And when she found out the truth for I'm sure multiple reasons decided to not contact me again. But truth is key. And truth was important for her, and it's important to Solomon, as we see in this section in chapter 22. He tells his son, I have written you these things, these 30 sayings of counsel and knowledge, that you may know what is right and true, but it's not enough to Solomon that his son just know the truth. But he wants him to be able to give a true answer to those who sent you. He wants to be able to give a true answer, and ultimately truth for Solomon is important for his son And so our question today is, why? Why is truth so important? Why is Solomon willing to say that all this wisdom and all this knowledge that I'm giving to you is the most important thing out there, that it's the purpose for for all these things that I've said? Why? Why is truth so important? And I think it breaks down for us very simply uh, and clearly into three different categories. First off, the truth is important because it is foundational for you. It's foundational for you. At the core, at the base of your character and your person, truth is foundational for you. We're going to see a couple different areas of how this plays itself out. First and foremost, in chapter 14, verse 5, we see truth is evidence of your character. Truth is foundation for you, foundational for you because it's an evidence of your character. So let's look at this verse. Chapter 14, verse 5 says, A faithful witness does not lie but a false witness breathes out lies. I'm going to go and tell you, we're going to have a lot of verses this morning. You're free to flip around. I am going to put them up on the screen, so hopefully that'll help you out a little bit, but I'm just going to go ahead and give you a heads up there. But this verse says, a faithful witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes out lies. Now, I read this and thought, okay, thank you for the definition, right? A faithful witness is going to somebody who tells the truth. A false witness is someone who doesn't. Solomon, why am I feel like I'm looking at a dictionary? And then I remembered Solomon is writing a book of wisdom. He is writing to us so that we can know and learn from these truths. 
And as I studied and looked at this passage, what I realized is Solomon isn't focused on the reality or the definition. What he's speaking to us about is the character and the person. As we see the parallelism, we're seeing the distinction between faithfulness and being false. The distinction in the character of the two witnesses. One that tells the truth is proven to be a faithful person. They're proven to have good character. The one who lies is proven to be false. Proven to be deceptive. Proven that their character is not true. And so this section is showing us that truth is so essential. It's so foundational to who we are as people because it reveals our character to others. But not only does it reveal our character, it also is a valuable investment. Truth is a valuable investment for us. If we look in chapter 23, verse 23, we're told to buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Now, I was a finance major at A&M, and we have this really cool room that is kind of a model of the stock exchange. It's got the ticker going. You've got some desks with computers. It was a great class to be able to take. And get to sit in that room and get a, a semi-experience of what that, that might be like to be there and be at the stock exchange. But the whole purpose of that class was to teach us valuation, to teach us how to know when a stock was valued too low and you should invest in it. You should buy that stock because it's, it is worth more than what it's currently priced at. And then when the stock goes up, how to know when do I sell it? When have I made as much money as I can, as much money as I'm comfortable with on this stock so I can get a return on my investment? Solomon says there is no amount of money that should keep you from buying truth because truth is always a value. Truth is always a worthy investment for you no matter the cost, money, time, energy, It doesn't matter. Buy truth at whatever price because it is valuable to you. It is so valuable that there is no return that you can get that is greater than keeping on to truth. So do not sell it for any price. Whatever anyone would give you, whatever they would offer you to try and cause you to give up truth, don't sell it. It is not worth whatever return you think you're getting. Because truth is a valuable investment for us. It's so valuable that we see in this parallelism that when we buy truth, we are actually also getting wisdom, instruction, and understanding. Truth is the basis of these things, and that as we invest in truth, we're investing in becoming more wise. We are investing in becoming more learned. We're investing in having more understanding. And in this process, as we invest in truth, we invest in these other things, and we Invest in things that are foundational to ourselves. But finally, truth is important and foundational to you because it deepens our relationships. This one's going to get weird, okay? But just give me a second. Proverbs twenty four twenty six: Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Now, if you are in a dating relationship or want to be in a dating relationship and you go on a date and you think that I gave you an honest answer so now I get to kiss you because of Proverbs twenty four twenty six. You are wrong, okay? We just want to be very clear here. This is an example. The scripture is using this literarily to show us and use kissing the lips as an example of something greater. Kissing the lips is an example of intimacy. It's an example of a close relationship. And this is saying that when we speak truth to other people, we are deepening our relationship with them. We are increasing our intimacy with them. 
It will use this in multiple ways as we see it talk about speaking truth to a judge who will hear and listen to the faithful witness that those in authority whom we speak truth to will find us trustworthy and our relationship and our uh, intimacy with them will increase. That those that we are speaking truth on behalf of and speaking truth to in this situation, that our intimacy with them and our relationship with them will increase once they realize our trustworthiness and our truthfulness. And finally, we know that our true and better judge, God himself, our relationship with him is deepened when we speak truth to others and to him. How often in my life have I tried to put up a good face and acted like, God, I I get what I'm supposed to say, so I'm just going to act like I've got it all together, when in reality I was struggling and I was wrestling with something. I was struggling and wrestling with his truth, struggling and wrestling with temptation, And only in those moments when I fall before him and confess and say, Lord, this is where I really am, do I actually find our relationship growing through those things. Because our relationships are deepened by truth. And that's what makes it so foundational for us. Yes, truth is important for us. And I think this is evident in uh, mine and my wife's early dating relationship. About four dates in or so, so really early, I had the bright idea that I needed to walk her through all of the people I'd ever had a crush on. I don't know why. I don't know what bad dating podcast I'd listened to or what was causing me to think that this was a good idea, but I could take you to where we were sitting at McAllister's and show you where exactly I saw her face go from what I thought was going to be, oh, that was so kind of him, to this is really, really awkward. Um, as I walked her through and said, oh, I was interested in this girl and she didn't really like me, but then I liked this girl and she didn't really like me either, and I started to notice a pattern. Um, <laughs> But when we were done, even though it was too early in our relationship, and even though I probably could have had that conversation a little bit later, what it did was it allowed for space for us to grow and go closer. And so that later on, when it was appropriate for our relationship to take another step, and it was appropriate for our relationship to grow, Abby knew, Jared's not hiding anything from me. Jared is being open and honest with me, and I can trust his faithfulness. I can trust his character, his truthfulness. And so she was able to take that next step and move forward when the time was appropriate. Because truth is foundational to who we are. And what it says about our character as an investment for us and how it deepens our relationship with others, it's so vital, it's important. But more than that, not only is truth foundational for you, truth is beneficial for others. Truth is incredibly beneficial for others. And Solomon's going to point this out in two different ways. First off, he's going to say truth is best for our community. It's best for our community. He's going to use legal imagery a lot in this section. Um, so we're going to play that out a little bit. And first is in chapter 12, verse 17. Solomon says, Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. Now you may be thinking like I was, this sounds a lot like that first verse that we read. What's the difference here? Well, that's a great question. So let me read context to you in verse 12. After saying this, Solomon says, There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, and the tongue of the wise brings healing. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. See, the difference in this section 
is that here Solomon isn't focusing so much on the character, but he's focusing on the outcome. He's focusing on how does truth affect other people. Because ultimately what he's arguing is that truth is best for our community. And think about it. If you're a witness, sitting on your witness stand, you've got the judge and your jury before you and the defendant, and you give a false testimony, you are actually threatening those around you as a witness. Because potentially you could be sending an innocent man to jail and thus allowing a guilty person to go free. Or if the guilty person is before you and you are giving false witness, you could be just allowing them to go free. And in doing so, you are threatening those around you, those in this community, as someone who has already committed a crime is now able to go forth and commit that crime again. Now, not many of us are placed in that situation where we're on a witness stand to speak for or against someone and lie in that situation, and yet we have the opportunity within our own relationships and within our own community to have a similar impact. As you speak into the lives of those around you, as you watch them chase sin or chase falsehood, and you choose to stay silent, that you're allowing their deception and the things that they are chasing that are wicked and will cause pain to hurt them and hurt those around them. And so when you choose to stay silent, your truth is actually hurting your community. Solomon is saying, you were called to be truthful, and this has an impact on those around us. It is best for our community. It benefits them when you're truthful. It benefits us so much that he'll go on to say it saves lives. Truth is so beneficial that it saves lives. And here's in chapter 14, it tells us a truthful witness saves lives. The one who breathes out lies is deceitful. And you may be asking, you went to seminary in order to tell me that this verse tells me that truth saves lives. And I say yes. Because if I learned anything, I learned not to try and muddy something so important. Not to try and muddy something as the saving of a life with cute words. Because the reality is that the Scripture tells us that truthfully, our honesty, our ability to be true can save the life of other people. That makes sense judicially for us, but thinking in our own situations, we think about the gospel. Our ability to speak the truth of the gospel to other people can literally rescue others from hell. It can rescue them from pain in this world. It can save the life of other people. And Solomon wants us to know that truth is so important because it has this ability to benefit others by actually saving their life. And that cannot be overlooked. And the weight of that truth should not be missed because truth benefits our community. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, I don't know if any of you are excited about the newest episode of Star Wars, but you should be. Uh, And so, spoiler alert, we're going to talk a little bit about Star Wars right now. So if you haven't seen episode four through six, A, can we just make a pact that you're going to go watch it after this moment? Because that just needs to happen, guys. I mean, it's 2015. It's time to step into that incredible trilogy, all right? Um, But in episodes four through six, you have the three main stars of Star Wars, the three heroes, Luke, Leia, and Han. And very quickly in the story, we realize that there's going to be this weird love triangle that's starting to form among these three, right? Luke very early is looking at Leia as the princess and thinking about how great and how beautiful and how cool it would be. And Han, slowly over the time, 
begins to realize he does have feelings for her as well, and this battle kind of starts raging between the guys. It's not a huge thing, but you're seeing the tension begin to grow between the three of them, the three that are supposed to be leaders, the three that are supposed to be the heroes of the rebellion. There's this inner turmoil and tension until we realize and find out, here's the spoiler, Luke and Leah are actually brother and sister, and that's kind of an important truth for multiple reasons, okay? All right? So we get to this moment in episode six where Leah is talking to Han, and she's come to find out, and Luke has found out that they're brother and sister, but Han doesn't know yet. And so he's at the height of his frustration and is telling her, you you care for Luke, don't you? And she says, oh, yeah, I really do. And she's not even realizing he doesn't know. And so he's going, okay, I'll just, when when this is all over, I won't get in the way. I'll let you guys be together. And she goes, oh, no, 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 wait, you got to, we got to clean this up. He's my brother. And in that moment of truth, you see his face go, oh, okay, so this is all right, right? Because that moment of truth was key to unlocking that little community and taking away all that tension and taking away all that awkwardness for a lot of different reasons and making it okay and making everything make sense. In a much greater and more important way, truth is beneficial for our community. As we speak it into the lives of those around us, as we bring out times where things have been hidden from each other, either out of deception or just out of ignorance, that when we speak truth to those in our community, we can ease tension and we can bring life to other people. But not only is truth important for us because it's foundational for us, not not only is it important because it's beneficial for others, but most importantly, truth is essential to God's character. Truth is absolutely essential to God's character. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 30. Proverbs chapter 30, we're going to read in verse 5. And this is what the Word says. Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in Him. Very clearly, very straightforwardly, this verse tells us that God is right. Truth is essential to God's character because everything he says is right. Now, when you hear the word of God is true, you should think about three different things. First off, you should think about the words that God has said, what is recorded in Scripture. The things that he has said in prophecy and promise, the things that God has stated, all of these things have been proven true or will be proved true. When you hear word of God, you should think about the Scripture itself. You should think about your Bible, and you should think about the truth that this thing has already been proven true or will be proven true because everything that God says is right. And finally, when you hear word of God, you should think about John chapter 1. You should think about his son, Jesus Christ, who has been called the word, and you should think about how the word has been proven true and will be proven true because everything that God says, all of God's word is true. Because God is right, it's essential to his character. But what I love about this verse is that it shows us what does God's truth mean? What does God do with truth? It's not for his pride, it's not for his self-righteousness, although he has the most reason for anyone to have pride in himself and self-righteousness. But for God, his truth is a way of refuge for others. 
See, because God is true, he is a shield to those who take refuge in him. God becomes and uses his truthfulness to be a place where others can feel safe, where others can take refuge. And so truth is essential to God's character because it makes him right and it makes him a refuge. And I want to be very clear, this is the key to everything in this study. Because if God's character is one of truth and of righteousness, then we think back to Genesis chapter 1 and we think about how we've been created in his image and all of a sudden it makes sense why truth is so foundational to us. Because we've been created in the image of God who is true and totally right. And so now it absolutely makes sense as to why truth would speak to our character because you're created and in your DNA, you are supposed to be truthful. That's how God made you. And so when you speak truth, it shows I am following in the way that I was made. And when you speak lies, you're showing where you have deviated from the way that God created you. It absolutely makes sense that truth would be a valuable investment for us. Why? Because it's in our DNA. It's what we were made for. We were made to bear the image of God on this earth. And so when we speak and live in truth and when we invest in truth, what we are showing is that we are investing in the thing that we were made for. Of course, that's foundational for us. We've been made in the image of God whose essential character is truth. And finally, absolutely, it makes sense that truth would deepen our relationship with other people. Why? Because we've been made in the image of a God who is truthful. And so when we see people showing truth, and when others see us showing truth, they see the God that they were made in the image in, and they're drawn to it. But that truth in us is not for our own righteousness and not for our own good. Ultimately, like our God, our truth is to lead us to be a refuge for others. And so, of course... Truth is important because it's beneficial for others because that's how God uses truth to benefit and be a refuge for others. I'm not talking about a place where people feel comfortable. I'm talking about a place where people are actually safe in a world that is addressing and wrestling with sexual immorality, that's addressing and wrestling with abortion, that's wrestling with racial tension, in a world that is dealing with all of these hard things. The truth of the gospel is an actually safe place for people. Maybe not a place that they feel comfortable But refuge is not a place where you feel safe. It's a place where you are safe. Refuge is a place where you are safe. And the only way that we are safe is with the truth of the gospel. The fact that we are all sinners. That none of us is here because of something we've done or some greatness that's inside of us. But that we are all broken people. And that God sent his son to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. That he died on our behalf. He rose from the grace three days, la- three days later that we might have salvation and rescue in him. And he has promised us a future away from the pain, away from the tears, away from all the things of this world that hurt. We have a future and a hope. Because the truth of God is a refuge and a shield. And so understanding that truth is essential to the character of God makes all these other things make sense. Because if we've been made in his image, the truth is foundational to us. And it means that we are beneficial to others with that truth. So how do we apply this? 
How does this reality apply to us? Well, first and foremost, we have to realize the importance of truth for us and for others is founded in the truthfulness of God. The importance of truth for us and for others is founded in the truthfulness of God. It's not founded in what you gain from truth. It's not founded in some altruistic emotion that you get when you are truthful to other people. This is all founded in the truthfulness of our God whose character is flawless and perfect and whose character leads him to use truth to make him a refuge. So the importance of truth for us and for others is founded in the truthfulness of God. And so to apply this, we first need to think through, how do I make truth more foundational for me? And so what I want to ask is, what is one area where you can choose truth? What's one area where you can choose truth this week? And maybe it's a small area. Maybe it's something that doesn't have a huge impact. Maybe you don't like to tell your wife when you have that extra Dr. Pepper or you've got a salad for lunch, right? Um, Or... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's a thing where there's an area in your life where you are choosing to be false and to deceive because you don't think it has an impact. And I can't sit here and tell you what the impact is of each lie that you tell or each time that you deceive somebody or hold something back. But what I can tell you is that God has made you to be a truthful person. And so is it possible, could you possibly choose one area to be more truthful in honor of the image that you've been made in? Can you choose a place in your life where you can practice that so that the value of truth is in you and so that you are reminding yourself that you bear the image of a perfect, perfectly truthful God? Secondly, how can we make truth beneficial for others? Who is one person to whom the gospel can be a refuge in your life this week? One person. If the Lord's putting someone on your heart that you need to speak to, that you need to be open in truth about, that's awesome. If not, if you're going, man, I have no idea what that looks like, let me give you a couple options. First off, tomorrow night at the McGuffey's house, they're hosting an event called Let's Build a Bridge. If you don't know where the McGuffey's live, go out the back of Southwood, uh, take a right, and you will literally dead in in their house, okay? Um, It's awesome. Uh, But they're hosting this event called Let's Build a Bridge. And the goal at this event is to help us build racial unity, to ease the racial tension and be a part of being a refuge for these people who have suffered because of sin in this world. And the hope is that we would use the truth of what we know about the gospel to be a place for these people, to be a place for us to learn and to grow. And so if that's something that you would be interested in tomorrow night at 7.30, it's a great opportunity for you to learn how to use your truth to speak into the lives of other people. Maybe you don't feel up for that or totally comfortable with that yet. I would encourage you, if there is someone in your life who is of a different race or different minority, maybe you just have a conversation with them about what their view and take is on what's going on. Not so that you can debate with them and argue with them about why what you believe is true, but so that you can understand where they're coming from and use what you know to be true about the gospel to preach life into their life and preach refuge into their life. Who's that person? And maybe you're going, Jared, I just, I've never thought like that before. I don't even know where to begin in that conversation. And so there's a couple helpful resources, and maybe this is a step you need to take. Our elders and our pastors did a great job of crafting a letter in response to the recent Supreme Court decision about same-sex marriage. I would encourage you, if you haven't read it, go through and read it, because it's a great example of what it looks like to speak to a world that is broken with truth, but in hope, and, as a, and making yourself a refuge. 
Another resource that I would look at is Dr. Russell Moore. He's the head of an organization called the ERLC. You can look him up on Twitter or find their website. He's done a fantastic job recently of speaking into not only the SCOTUS decision, but racial tensions, abortion, a number of different issues. He's doing a great job of being a representative of what it looks like to use our truth, to be a refuge. If you need to start there, that's a great place to start. But finally, how do we apply truth and the importance of truth to God's character and knowing more about him. I think the first step we can take is pursuing a deeper understanding of God. So you may be here and you may not be a Christian, and that's awesome. Thank you so much for coming. We are so excited to have you. If that's true for you, please come talk to me afterwards because you can't know the Lord until you're in a relationship with him, and we would love to share. Come up this week and talk to a staff member if you don't like my tattoo or something. That's fine. Um, Come chat with somebody. And, and have a conversation because we would love to talk to you about having a relationship with God and about knowing this true, great, and good God. But uh, if you are here and you are a believer, there are ways in which you can take steps to deepen your relationship with the Lord. Maybe your relationship with God has been kind of on the fringe of your life recently. And for you, getting back in the Word and getting back into a regular community would be incredibly beneficial into taking a step to getting to know the Lord more. Can I ask you, uh, find somebody to do that with you this week. Uh, I've seen way too many people who've tried to do that on their own, and that's not worked well. So maybe this week you try to invite somebody else into your life and say, I need to help. I need the help to take this step in getting to know God more and deepening my understanding of him so that I can understand how truth works in my life and for others. Maybe you're already walking with the Lord, but you need a little more community, and it's time for you to step into one of our small groups. We have college small groups this summer. We invite you to be a part of that. We have home churches and home groups that we would invite you to be a part of. All of those are on our website, and you can find those there. And if you get confused by our website, it's okay. You're not the first person, but call us, and we would love to help you out. We'd love to do whatever, you can, whatever we can to help you pursue this deeper understanding of the Lord. But I also want to give us an opportunity right here, right now, to celebrate and take another step into a deeper understanding of the Lord by worshiping God for his truth. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come back up. And what we're going to do is we're going to sing this song called Always. And in this song, it talks about God being a refuge and God's word being true for us. And we sing this song this morning in honor of this fact, in honor of this reality, that the The importance of truth for us and for others is founded in the truthfulness of God. And that's something we're singing about. It's something we're celebrating. It's something worth us remembering. So please join us in this song if you'll stand with us and worship.